Welcome, welcome to Reconciled 521 slash FBC podcast. You are with me, your host Gideon Impeni. Today marks the 61st day in our lockdown here in South Africa. And we find ourselves uh, in week number 22 in this year, uh, the 26th of May uh, in the year 2020. It is really a blessing to be together and to uh, just come and uh, listen as to the matters that are so important to the Church of Jesus Christ as to how the Lord has reconciled us. And this day I'm, I'm privileged to have with me um, one of the guests, uh, Kai Temlin. Uh, he serves as a youth pastor at Hunteridge Baptist Church. You get to know who this man is and what is his passion, what does he see in the youth ministry. So stick with me as we get to know more about Kai uh, Temblin. With us here on Reconciled 521 slash FBC podcast. Uh, Welcome, welcome, tune in. So yeah, today we are with Kai Temblin. He's going to introduce himself to us and tell us a bit about himself as to who he is, but also um, some of the issues pertaining to the youth ministry. Uh, So welcome, Kai. Welcome. Hey, Gideon. Thanks so much for having me, man. It's a blessing, brother, to have you with us. So tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Who are you? Let our listeners know you. Sure. Um, yeah, so like you said, my name is Carl. I have grown up in Johannesburg. I've been here my entire life. I am blessed to be able to have been in one church my whole life at Honey wow. Ridge so, uh, My parents got married and uh, immediately looked for a church this size when my dad left the army. And yeah, so I've been, I've been very blessed to be able to grow up in Honey Ridge. It's been a, a wonderful church, gospel preaching church that I've been um, yeah, just afforded the, the opportunities that the Lord has given me in. Uh, I, I had no desire for ministry growing up. Uh, okay. The Lord was gracious to me, though, in providing um, many wise counselors in the form of my parents and especially my, my grandpa, who, who exposed me consistently to the gospel and really just challenged me throughout my life. Mm. Um, they, they, they didn't leave me in, in my desires, uh-huh. uh, which I'm very grateful for. Wow. Uh, but they can't share the gospel with me. So yeah, I've been I've been a, a Christian since I since I was nine years old. Um, been sure. walking with the Lord in in different ways, but He's been good to me always. Um, and yeah, I've I've been able to to study since school. I, I actually went and studied photography, so I'm a, I'm a qualified photographer. Mm. I used to work in the commercial and wedding industry. Okay. And now now I'm busy studying at seminary. I'm final year, Lord willing. Uh, we'll finish my studies by the end of next year, around March, April. Um, but other than that, that's that's mostly where I am at the moment. Praise. I'm the husband of one wife and the father <laughs> of none. Um, but I'm blessed with a, a wonderful wife, and we've been married for almost two years now. Wow, that's lovely, man! I didn't know that you you've been uh, uh, at Hunridge Baptist Church for like for all your life. Uh, what a what a blessing! So when uh, did when when did you sense a call into ministry? Um, you've you've alluded to that to say your your grand your grandmother your 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 sort of like 
people in your families um, counseled you and came alongside you when did you sense a call to ministry yes you gave your life to the lord when you were nine when you were nine um and and when, when because you look young brother <laughs> yeah so, so 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 when was that um Yes, so I, I was actually in the process of, of continuing my, my study mm-hmm. and I've, I've been blessed, like I said, to be in the same church my whole life. And I've, I've always been very interested in the practical side of service, mm. but I never, I never really saw much opportunity for myself and uh, rightfully so, I think, with, uh, in many avenues and in many ways, I was hardening uh, my heart towards things of the Lord in, in different times and, and really not not leaning into the grace that he was showing me and after school my, my life went through quite a few uh, changes and, and throughout my studies I was able to be exposed to uh, more intensive ministry uh, okay. in, the, in the youth at our church okay. and when our, when our pastor arrived at our, our church uh, Dave Burkle mm-hmm. um, and uh, another missionary from, from the United States Luke Lacey Mm. I was blessed to be able to watch two two men that were slightly ahead of me in life with both their spiritual walk and in their marriages and Mm -hmm. in just different ways I was able to see what it meant to be in ministry and um, I think I had a very high tower view of ministry. Uh, Mm -hmm. My my grandfather, most of the the men on my mom's side of the family are all ministers. Okay. So I had this high view of these, you know, very intellectual scholarly men and uh, I'm not that way inclined. The Lord has gifted me in, in many practical ways, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not a, a very intellectual person. Okay. Uh, but I sort, of, I sort of had that view of ministry. And while I was busy studying, I, I, I started having conversations with my, uh, with my parents and specifically with my dad. And um, I, I really take to heart what my, my parents say. The counsel that they have provided me with has, mm. has always been with eyes and, and from the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I sort of leaned into that quite quite hard. And, so was um, was that just to interrupt you? Was that um, a, the time when you were beginning to sense the call, and your parents were speaking into um, issues, but in, pertaining to ministry, or was this? So yeah, in part, I think there was a, a part of my heart that the Lord was was always preparing and giving me practical opportunities for ministry in, mm-hmm. but. I don't think I I saw that. Uh, I think if I just call a spade a spade, I didn't believe that the Lord could use me. Sure. Um, I, I knew that He gave me many opportunities in practical ministry, mm-hmm. but when it came to teaching and especially the discipleship and shepherding part of ministry, I I was quite quite certain that I was uh, too far gone and not good enough for the Lord to be able to use. And mm. in essence, I had a wrong view of what ministry was. I had a wrong sure. view of what was and. Yeah, so when, when I went back to go and study again, uh, I really started feeling that a lot more of a practical uh, understanding towards the call of what, a, of what ministry really is about. That mm-hmm. it, it is actually great that I am weak. It is actually great that I am not enough. Amen. Uh, it is actually great that I am not able to do these things that I, I think are necessary because, you know, the Lord's power is made perfect in my weakness. Mm. So, yeah, just seeing that as a as a practical uh, you know lens to be able to view myself and the call to ministry through, I started investigating, mm-hmm. chatting with my parents and chatting. Wow. I went and 
met with the elders of the church as well uh-huh. and just asked them for, for their counsel. Mm. Uh, I, I happen to believe that, um, uh, especially pastors, if you're going to be going into pastoral ministry, mm-hmm. I don't believe that pastors are, are, are just uh, decisional aspects. I don't think that someone just decides to be a pastor. I think that the church affirms it through, yes. uh, through the, the call of eldership. Sure. Um, so yeah, I started asking the elders for, for advice and counsel and they were gracious to me in providing uh, much wisdom and prayer as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, I decided to to pursue uh, going into full-time studies at that point. Wow. And waited for the Lord to, to really show some direction for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the life of the church that I'm involved in now, they've really given me opportunities to serve and to, in a sense, confirm uh, confirm the idea of a call. All right. So I'm very excited serve the Lord in this way. Wow, praise God. So in, in which capacity are you serving right now? I'm currently the pastoral assistant at Honey Ridge Baptist Church. Praise God, man. Praise God. And uh, before that, you served as a youth, um, you served in the youth ministry, right? Yes, yes. So mm. I was uh, the youth intern uh, along with Michaela Boy, uh, my fellow intern at Honey Ridge. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, let, let's then move to the uh, to the youth ministry because uh, that's also one of the um, areas I really would want to um, to speak about. But maybe before we do that, um, what would be some of your uh, encouragement to a young man out there um, who is uh, considering uh, going into ministry, or a young man who is at a verge where they're not sure whether they should go into ministry or they should not? Or some who are fantasizing on going into ministry, but maybe they, they, they are not called into ministry. Or some who are called into ministry, but they feel inadequate. What would be your encouragement to them? Maybe answering from the back to the front in your questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think understanding that you are inadequate is probably your best friend when mm-hmm. it comes to evaluating your call. Mm. Um, it, was, it was very beneficial to, to understand that. I truly am not enough for what the Lord has called me to, and mm. that I will need Him to, to strengthen me and to equip me for this task. Uh, mm. It has humbled me in many ways, and I believe it will humble any man wanting to go into ministry to to look at your weaknesses and to have them exposed in front of you and to see the Lord's grace in that. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't let that be a discouragement, but I would absolutely, you know, walk walk headfirst into that and really trust the Lord in your weaknesses to to use you in what he wants you to be used in. Mm. And then from a, from a practical side on, on the idea of calling, I myself, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit weary of the, of the whole terminology around the idea of a call, uh, mm. just because I think what, what it's become nowadays, uh-huh. Uh-huh. almost like a trunk card. Yes. So okay. Okay. Say, I believe I'm called to ministry mm. because they have the passion and they have a desire to to tell people what to believe. Mm. And a lot of the time, it's you know, you, if you tell someone, "Well, the Lord told me I'm called," mm-hmm. it, it's like a it, it's a conversation killer. It's a trump card. No one can tell you anything else. It stops any uh, any wise counsel and mm-hmm. it, it prevents. It prevents the biblical mandates of eldership being fulfilled in, in consideration of your, your call because biblically there's no such thing as a pastor who's not an elder. Um, mm. So if you don't meet those qualifications, 
you actually you, you're not a pastor according to God's word, which is our final authority. So I would say for anyone wanting to go into ministry, lean heavily into your church. Wonderful. So mm-hmm. and, and figure out where your gifting lies. Mm-hmm. You know, ask want you to to understand where he would have you serve and for each of us that might look differently. Mm. You know, it might look like while you're young, um, doing something that you might not like. Maybe you don't like the idea of youth ministry, maybe you don't like the idea of being asked to lead kids and things like that and you, you think, you know, your theological astuteness should qualify you to lead in the church and be the you know, the main preacher and I would encourage anyone that is young and wanting to go into ministry, just humble yourself and let the Lord use you where He will in the wow. life of leading the church mm-hmm. to be able to in those ways. Wonderful. So don't, don't look for a church that's going to make you the pastor. Don't look for a church that's going to use you in, in a million and one limelight ways, but really seek to just serve behind the scenes and, and serve God's people. Learn to be a shepherd first before you desire to, to be the upfront guy. Um, it'll, serve you, it'll serve you well as you you learn to lead God's people and not just stand in the front and, and preach, which is a, a blessing, but an enormous responsibility. Wow. No, I love that. I love the the, 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 the points that you are raising. I just say uh, that aspect of a local church being uh, one being very much needed in into a local church and local church being the, as, as it would, the springboard or the platform, uh, the body that is going to be able to identify the gift. Um, I, I love I love your perspective in that. Um, so when it comes to the youth ministry, which I've seen you serving uh, so so humbly, so faithfully uh, with the young people at Hunteridge Baptist Church. Uh, so so tell us, man, uh, and I just uh, want you to share with us uh, what your involvement with um, the youth ministry. What are some of the what would you say are some uh, three challenges uh, the young people in the church are facing today? I think it's given me perspective because as the Lord has grown me, I think I've become a little bit more able to observe what is really going on. And I, I, I ask that the Lord will continue to help me in this, just that it's, it's something that I can grow in, which I believe will, will benefit the ministry. Um, as we as we seek to serve, you know, we, we ourselves need to be growing and need to have a, a deep well that the Lord is pouring into that we can then feed out of. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I mean, I, I've seen from from our youth side. You know, you ask for you ask for three things. I think that the big main concern mm-hmm. nowadays is no different to youth ministry, if you can call it that. In the last two thousand years, and it's that the gospel of Jesus Christ is known. Mm-hmm. I think there mm-hmm. are many forms of uh, false gospels that are out there. The, mm-hmm. the very Americanized gospel has infiltrated the church in South Africa with much uh, ferocity and speed mm. and many of our people are, are, are buying into it are being sucked into the idea of a prosperous Christian life and you know even if we want to move away from the, the heavy prosperity gospel uh, which many people can can see through mm. there's a very subtle form of light prosperity gospel within each of us sure. and it, it rules its head in, in youth ministry in, in various ways Mm. where psychology is, is telling you know young people nowadays your goal in life is to be happy mm-hmm. where the gospel tells us that our, our goal in life is to be saved we, we need to know Christ we need to be saved and we need to understand who he is primarily 
mm. that we can understand who we are meant to be All right. in light of that. Wow. And so the first thing is absolutely the gospel. After that, I would say the thing where the young people are struggling with, at least at our church, the mm. most is discipleship. Mm. Many many parents today are doing an amazing job at raising their children uh, in the place of support mm. and are trusting Him to provide for their needs and are, are praying for their salvation earnestly. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I think many young people who grew up or are growing up in homes where there are Christian parents, mm-hmm. but there is. And when it comes to discipleship, the, the church itself is not meant to be the the primary disciple of children. Mm. Uh, the family is meant to be that, that primary, you know, primary mover there. Okay. When they is asked to to be the primary the, the primary uh, disciple maker mm. in in the parents not not doing that, it becomes quite challenging because it becomes a, an authority struggle. It becomes a, a, a challenge for the young people to know where do their allegiances lie. Mm-hmm. And I've seen many of our young people you know, they come and speak to, to youth leaders about really tough and really challenging things. Mm. But their home life doesn't have the kind of facilitation where they can speak to their parents about those things. Sure. And right there, that, that's a, biblically, that's a problem. We understand practically why that might take place. Mm-hmm. But biblically, that's a problem. Mm. Parents should, should absolutely be able to be the, the children's primary core. Mm. And especially life of teenagers that are dealing with so many real-world challenges nowadays, mm-hmm. there's a push from the church to be able to equip parents to be able to be that frontline help for their, for their children. All right. Um, obviously, obviously, if they are Christian parents, if mm-hmm. they are not Christian, yes. then it comes alongside those kids. Mm. Uh, but the family should never be ignored. So I would say discipleship is, is definitely a, a, big, a big issue and a, a, an area of lack in mm. the young people's lives today. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, I would say the, the whole idea of relativity, so relative truth and relative holiness is, sure. is just, just pervasive in, in all of our lives. I see it, and I see it ugly head rearing in my own life, mm-hmm. where to, to think that something is right or something is wrong, depending on the situation, depending on the context, mm. and not looking into the Lord's Word and not looking and, and wanting to be led by the Spirit and just understanding that actually at the at the end of the day you know god has told us what is right and wrong in his word he has given us the statutes our consciences bear witness to this the holy spirit mm. uh you know minds us of this fact but many of the the young people nowadays are being told you know especially in schools and varsities uh, there's no such thing as truth mm. your truth is to that person's truth and their truth might not be your truth and i would say that's that's been a, a real challenge mm-hmm. but they encourage is that we, we trust, as Paul says, that the gospel is the power unto salvation and we see the Lord working. We know that, as John records about Jesus, that he spoke the words of life. And as you know, Peter says to, to Jesus in John, he says, you know, where would we go? Yeah. You're the one the words of life. And you're all that we have. We, we don't need anything else. We don't have anything else. And we've seen that attested to in the lives of our young people, not mm. because we are particularly gifted or because we are really any good at what we do but just because the bible is what god says it is it is his word and we've seen god be faithful in using it to equip young people wow wow Right. So, of, of those three challenges, uh, uh, what what would be? Uh, I, I know of those that you may we may find ourselves in challenges like that. 
Uh, but what are some of the joys uh, that you have uh, found as you've been ministering to the young people? Um, yeah. What are they? What would you point out to say? But these are some of the joys uh, that we have experienced so far. Well, given uh, a million and one. Um, <laughs> I like that. In youth ministry, we have a very unique opportunity to have a lot more face-to-face time uh-huh. with our people than what most senior pastors have got with their whole congregation. Mm. Because it's a smaller group, it's basically like a really big Bible study group. Uh-huh. Um, you've, got, you've got such a great opportunity for intentional time with the young people. Mm. So for, for us at Honeyridge, um, I, I lead a Bible study on Tuesday night. We see the guys on Friday night at youth and then we see them again on Sunday at church. So I'm, I'm essentially spending at least three of my days and my evenings with these young people. Good man, that's I great. A, you know, I have a bird's eye view, a first-hand view of what the Lord is doing in their lives. It's the challenging side mm-hmm. and also the, the enormous growth and the work that the Spirit is doing. And I would say from a... From a, from a ministry perspective, there is no greater encouragement and joy than to see the Lord truly working in someone's life where wow. they had no at all in the things of the Lord and the gospel and in, in just what seems like a blink of an eye, mm-hmm. there's this radical shift and change towards holiness, a desire to know the Lord more closely, a desire to follow Him, mm. and then growing into a desire to share the gospel with other people as well as the truth of the gospel is actually brought about in their lives and, and begins being lived out. So sure. The, the truth that they hear about the gospel, that it changes lives, they mm-hmm. see it changing them and they get excited to share that with others. Wow. So for me, that's the, the, the most encouraging side of youth ministry. But man, a million and one little encouragement. You know, mm. getting to know young people, seeing them grow up. Yes. I've got a couple of the young guys that I was their Sunday school leader when they were... Uh, you know, grade two and grade three, and now they're with me uh, in the ministry. Wow. Okay. You know, so, so things like that are, are so encouraging. Wow. That's that's wonderful. So I, I I really have been encouraged to see how you serve so faithfully. And um, one one scripture that comes to mind um, is Second Timothy chapter two, um, from verse number two. Uh, I've seen you preaching the word. Um, you, 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 you are that kind of a man who has demonstrated that you are ready in and out of season. You, uh, you, you boldly rebuke, you exhort uh, with complete patience as you are teaching the young people. Uh, there are different approaches that most youth leaders um, are using in, in the day and age we are um, in, and you've alluded to some of that. Um, many would seem to as you've put it, to water down the truths of the scriptures. Even when they teach the young people, it's as if when you're teaching the young people, you uh, put on your uh, sort of like your grade one uh, gear uh, and they they would say, no, we don't have to to, to teach them the truths. We don't have to uh, be serious about these uh, even doctrinal teachings of the word of God. Uh, I've seen you teaching in a style that is unique in a way. Uh, I see a few youth leaders do what you do. Why do you teach the way you teach? Sure, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I quite live up to to what, what you have uh, said about me, brother, but I, I appreciate the encouragement. Mm. Um, so the, 
the style that we've chosen within our youth ministry, which I, I've really grown in my conviction in, is expository preaching. Mm-hmm. The, the reason why I believe for, for youth ministry for this to be vital is because essentially we're wanting to communicate the truth of who God is. Mm. If God has said how he reveals himself, mm-hmm. which I if God says that he has revealed himself in his word, mm. then the goal is to actually teach the word, mm. not to say things using the word. Mm-hmm. Because essentially then I can still say things that are, are absolutely wrong. And this is not to say that when I preach, I, I never make mistakes, I never misinform, I don't ever miss, you know, miss the point of the text. But mm. expository preaching at its heart is, is trying to make the point of the message the point of the text. Mm. So it's trying to take the Bible and just explain it. It's mm. just taking God's word and, and passing it along in, in a sense through your own personality and by your own gifting, mm. you know, using your own uh, style of preaching. But it's essentially just wanting to give the truth of the passage as the truth of the message. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, with those challenges that I was mentioning about uh, young people nowadays really struggling with things like objective truth and discipleship. Yes. I, I have a great trust and I have many, many reasons to to boast in the Lord's faithfulness in using His Word mm. to be able to change and convict and conform and uh, help me as a, as a young person wanting to grow in my walk with God, mm-hmm. but also helping other young people with their walks with God. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that... For, for our for our youth ministry context, and uh, I do believe this to be uh, the better solution, but I understand why why others might use different different methods. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe expository preaching is the, the best way for young people to hear the gospel preached clearly from every verse in the Bible, mm. and to to take the biblical narrative, so to take the whole historical um, set of scriptures from from Genesis to Revelation and be able to say that actually all of this speaks about one thing. Mm. All of this speaks to one thing. All of this is, is pointing forward to Christ. Mm. And in that, being able to show young people that they can really have confidence in the scriptures. Wow. For, for, for us, the one thing that we've seen is uh, many young people nowadays are, are listening to a lot of the popular preachers overseas, a lot of the, the up-and-coming young guys. Uh-huh. And they are, are, are this are these the good ones or the bad ones? <laughs> uh, many, much of the time, they are the bad ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guys that are on, on YouTube, the guys that are on the social media sites, um, mm. they, they are brilliant communicators. They are brilliant orators. Mm. But when they take scripture, they'll explain it in a way that you're not going to find that in the Bible for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they create malnourished sheep. They create young people that are very excited about what is being said. Mm-hmm. But if they're struggling this week with anxiety or depression, if they're struggling with self-harm, if their parents are getting a divorce, if they're worrying about their identity, mm. they can't go back to that same scripture and see those truths for themselves. Mm. Wow. These preachers, they end up creating a dependency upon themselves and their creative ability to be able to make the young people's hearts come alive and they get them excited for a moment or two during the sermon and mm. you know you get everyone really going mm. but what expository preaching does it, it takes you to the word and it means that if i sit down and i explain something to someone mm. 
if, if they wake up on Wednesday morning and they have a, a, a you know like a really tough day coming, mm-hmm. they've got a big test, they're writing exams, they they're working through life problems, they're struggling with COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. they're working through all these emotions. They can go back to that same verse and hear the same truth from the same God in the same way without me being there with them. Wow. That creates that creates Beautiful. sheep that are are sustainably fed. They Amen. can go back for themselves and trust the word to say that truth all on its own without my help. Mm. So that's why we've chosen expository preaching. Um, and wow. also, I think because ultimately it does the discipleship work for us. Mm. We we have the leadership team. I have a fantastic leadership team at the church. Mm. I love them dearly. They're all gifted in various ways. Mm. But none of us are special. None of us are, are extraordinarily gifted. None of us are amazing preachers or amazing disciple makers. Mm. We're all very ordinary people. Mm. So what we can't do is we can't go to the Word and tell these amazing stories and things like a lot of these very charismatic preachers can do mm. but what we can do is we can take them to the word and we can explain it and we can trust that the lord is able to use that and because of that we've grown in our trust and our, our reliance upon god's word in far deeper ways and i, I think expository preaching points you in that direction mm. well that's very helpful man and uh, what would you say uh, as even as you're speaking this uh, there might be somebody who's listening to us right now uh, they are a youth leader that uh, they've tried to do all they could do uh, to make sure they they bring in some fun they would like to see a great move of God in the last of the young people uh, the desire to use uh, the Word of God um, in a faithful manner uh, what would you recommend to be uh, some of the um, ways in which they can improve uh, themselves. Uh, any uh, resources that you can recommend for them to read, uh, for them uh, to, to sharpen their skill. Any platforms as well, uh, like uh, forums, uh, because I, I know there are some forums, whether it be here in Joburg, um, in the West or in the East, any forums you can recommend for such brothers um, who are leading the youth. I would say the the biggest thing for us as young people that we need to get into, mm. and I, I understand the struggle with this. I myself, I'm very dyslexic, so I struggle to read for long periods of time. Uh, mm. So I know the struggle and I didn't like reading, but reading is your best friend. Mm. If you spend your time in good books, you're able to understand what so many other people are hearing from the Lord from the Word mm-hmm. in a way that the self might not be yet equipped to be able to mine those truths for yourself mm. so it's not that not trusting the lord i think in essence it's trusting the lord to speak like the the early church did and, and listen to the apostles teaching mm-hmm. they they didn't sit around and suffer because jesus stopped speaking to them they still heard jesus speak they still heard the scriptures speak through the apostles and wow. uh, i'm not i'm not an apostle i'm not the son of a, an apostle but uh, we continue to trust that God speaks through His Word. So I would say absolutely read, read and read and read, and read good books, read authors that are going to teach from the Word and that are going to teach the Word itself. Uh, steer, if you can, uh, towards books that are uh, critical, mm-hmm. so books that are going to really take you into the Scriptures themselves and, and seek to make you think. Uh, mm-hmm. So reading is a, is a great place. The second one that I think for me has been a bit of a surprise personally, but I've really benefited from uh, greatly, 
has actually been with uh, you, with you and the other pastors, brother, on mm. on the Expositions Forum on a on a Wednesday once a month. Yes. Uh, I would encourage any young person if they can mm-hmm. get into a group of other older pastors where you don't have to talk; you can just sit and listen. Mm. It is such a blessing to hear men that have been in ministry for for years and years, you know, far beyond our ability and that possessed wonderful gifts from the Lord to be able to minister to their people, to just sit and listen to how these men have have unpacked texts, what how they are approaching counseling situations. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly encouraging to, mm. to be able to be involved in something like that. So yeah, I would say read, be involved in a in a group where you could be around older pastors that can mentor you. Uh, either directly or indirectly, if it's, if it's more of a group environment, um, and then just from a from a resource perspective, yes, don't be afraid to uh, don't be afraid to go online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think there's a lot of nonsense online, unfortunately. But yeah, there's good stuff online as well. And it's good. Mm. Let me just be just be very blunt. Mm-hmm. The the kind of circles that I'm I'm involved in, mm-hmm. a lot of the time we can be very uh, hierarchical with the truth of the word, and we can almost take a bit of an unchristian approach to unity mm. and say that if someone doesn't agree with every aspect of my personal theology, mm-hmm. then I'm just not going to listen to them. I'm just not going to engage with them. Wow. And I would say find resources that are, first of all, clear on the gospel mm-hmm. and get the gospel right. Mm-hmm. If, if that is the starting point, start mm. reading those resources. Okay. Because the gospel changes everything. Amen. So if the gospel affects someone's life and their ministry, you can learn a lot from them, even if you're learning from things you disagree about. Mm. So there's great resources online, like Got Questions, uh, GOTQuestions.org, mm-hmm. uh, which you can go in and you can put questions in, and it'll already equip you with a, a short article, sometimes a video as well, mm. and it, it goes through scripture. So something like that can be great for young people, for youth leaders, and youth workers, mm. as many young people nowadays have got really fantastic but difficult questions and often we, we haven't thought through all of these different angles, we haven't given everything a lot of thought. Yeah. So instead of thinking, instead of just trying to make ourselves out to be the hero, you know, say to them, I'll get back to you and go and research and websites like God Questions can point you to the right scriptures, at least you can start doing your own reading and thinking. Wonderful. Um, but, mm. but from that, uh, also be, be willing to go to the guys that are not running massive websites. Mm. Uh, guys like John MacArthur, John Piper, Tim Keller, Matt Chandler, these brothers are faithful pastors who are putting out wonderful resources. Mm. But let me just say that I, I have learned of so many faithful pastors in small towns preaching to congregations of hundred, you know, 150 people mm-hmm. that are preaching faithfully from the Word whose sermons I now listen to as extra equipping for myself and to be able to grow for myself and I'm so blessed by these brothers and these churches out in the middle of nowhere. So Amen. don't be afraid to access websites, churches that you 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 know you hear about that are good gospel teaching churches where the pastor is faithfully expositing the word. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to those. You don't have to you don't have to only rely on some of the big names out there. Wow. But really trust and lean lean heavily into a lot of these faithful pastors and churches around you. Mm. Wow. Well, thanks, Kai. That's 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 really um, encouraging to uh, just uh, hear from you. And um, thanks so much for your counsel and your advice. Uh, do you have any final remarks, brother, as to 
uh, any word of encouragement, any um, anything the Lord is pressing on your heart uh, to the times we are living in, any message to the church? Yeah, you know, I was busy watching on social media throughout the, the lockdown and just trying to observe any patterns of change that we're seeing from pastors and churches and I think everyone, you know, using this time as a, a bit of a, a bit of a, what do you call it, like an object lesson. Mm. The, the time of coronavirus has really exposed one big thing, in, is that our our trust is very much in our ability for our people to hear us. And if I can encourage anyone listening, any pastor, any youth ministry worker, anyone involved in kids ministry, mm. be confident in equipping people to read the word for themselves. Mm-hmm. God will always have the church because God is faithful. Amen. God will always provide a witness and he will always keep his people. So we don't we don't have to worry that God is somehow being undone by the brokenness of this world that we live in. Mm. But at the same time, it's worth asking us and it's worth asking our, ourselves and our, our, our brothers and sisters in, in ministry and this as well. Mm-hmm. Why are we wanting our young people and our, our, our people that are, are learning from us to to be so reliant upon us, does mm. that perhaps press into some of the hard issues that we might have? Are we are we worried that people, if they don't need us, that we somehow become invaluable? Mm. And I know it's been quite a challenge to to really think through at the moment. Am I wanting to have more people hear me? Am I am I willing to jump online and do all the online stuff? And you know, is it a desperate scramble to to get sermons out and everything needs to be done? Or am I wanting to, to chat with people and help them to read the word? Mm. Am I wanting to see people grow in their passion and their desire to spend time in prayer? Mm. Am I wanting people grow in their understanding of what true worship means and mm. how to discern what God wants for us and from us? Mm. Uh, I know it can be quite a, a tricky thing for us to work through, but I, I would honestly want to encourage anyone. Spend time discipling people to spend time with the Lord. Amen. And the growth that comes from that often far exceeds our ability to be able to, you know, have a hundred people hear us and we, we're hoping for massive growth from one sermon because we poured our heart into it. Mm. But we could more growth sometimes. And the Lord uses sermons, He uses preaching, He has used us as a part of the church and He will continue to use preaching. I believe that to be the central tenet of the church, mm. of the local church, mm. the preaching word. But shepherds need to shepherd the sheep. Amen. And I've seen so much fruit and so much growth come from one of our junior youth leaders meeting with someone for a party mm. to chat through a really tough life struggle mm. where they seem to really not be growing through a whole series of my preaching. And that has both humbled me and challenged me in my understanding of what God is doing in and through the Word. Wow. So I would absolutely be, be steadfast in teaching from the Word and teaching people to read and understand and apply the Word for themselves. Mm. Be steadfast in the teaching and the application of the Word of God. Thank you so much, brother. It's been a great joy just to speak with you, to hear from you. Um, I trust that the Lord will continue to bless your ministry, even in this time of lockdown, uh, that the Lord would sustain. But above all else, that many will be um, uh, even be transformed to the image of our dear Savior as you serve them so faithfully. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate my appreciation in your ministry. Thank you for being a mentor to me in the short time that we've gotten to know one another as well. 
I'm very blessed to know you and I appreciate you very much. It's a joy, man. It's a blessing as well. Um, so that's it. Uh, that was, uh, that's with us, Kai Temlin. And uh, it's been a joy just to have Kai with us here on Reconciled uh, 521 slash FBC podcast channel. Uh, we were talking issues around um, uh, youth ministry and he shared with us as to how he was called by the Lord into ministry and what are some of the uh, three challenges that our young people are facing in the day and age that we are serving, um, but also uh, some of the th- um, uh, great uh, principles that he's applying in his ministry. And it's it's a great joy just to hear as to what is of importance to put the gospel front and center because that is one of the great challenges that our generation is facing at this time. We pray and we trust that the Lord will be with us and the Lord will help um, our, our local churches and whatsoever you are listening to us. If you have any questions, uh, please don't hesitate to drop us a text and drop drop us an email, uh, office floridabaptist at .co.za, office at floridabaptist.co.za. And Kai is also on Facebook. Uh, you can search him and you find him and you can as well drop him a text as you can likewise do to my Facebook uh, messenger as well. It's been a great blessing and a joy uh, to share with you this afternoon. May the Lord God bless you. You were with me, your host, Gideon Benny. God bless you.